the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. And this one particular op-ed in the journal I could not shake, so thank you for indulging me. The op-ed is by one Michael Siegel. It is titled, Woke Students Will Outgrow It. Intersectionality has thrived on campus, but it won't survive now that it's being exposed to sunlight. Close quote. That's the title. Dr. Siegel begins his piece where I did my monologue yesterday with the polls showing a majority of young adults support the proposition that Hamas should defeat Israel. He then writes, quote, the most significant change in students' moral philosophy in recent years has been the popularity of an identity-based ideology known as intersectionality that demands special privileges for all groups deemed oppressed. Intersectionality creates a pecking order with blacks, Muslims, and LGBTs on top and whites, East Asians, and Jews on the bottom. The result is a zany coalition in which gay-hating Islamic supremacists and gay intersectionality devotees go to the same demonstrations, and groups emerge that sound like parodies, such as Queers for Palestine. Nutty ideas persist longer than they used to, he continues, because ideas can dwell in the safe spaces of like-minded groups on the Internet. But to have an effect on real life, ideas need to emerge from the shadows, and they may not survive. As Louis Brandeis observed, sunlight is said to be the best of disinfectants, close quote. Pardon my quoting at length, but I think it's important. The doctor continues, quote, don't expect that the identity-based views now emerging into the sunlight will flourish. Such approaches haven't fared well in the U.S. We defeated white supremacy and enshrined identity-blind principles of equality in the 14th Amendment and the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Many people assume that the ideology of the young is a predictor of the future, but students grow up. They start out as pacifists until they realize that other people want to kill them. They start out as socialists until they realize that socialism brings economic ruin. In the real world, they learn through experience and exposure to other viewpoints that many policies that sound nice lead to terrible consequences. Close quote. He also wrote of the exposure of the problem with our universities by the now famous testimony of the presidents of Harvard, Penn, and MIT as predictive of a great awakening to the rot at our campuses. I simply wish he were right in his optimism. I don't think he is. For one, not even the college president's example holds up. The Harvard Corporation voted unanimously to retain President Claudine Gay and euphemized in order to pardon an additional series of indictments against her that usually constitute felonies in an academic environment, plagiarism, and multiple examples of it. 
The corporation issued a statement stating what they found was, quote, a few instances of inadequate citation, close quote, and that President Gay was, quote, proactively requesting four corrections in two articles, close quote. First, it was it was all more than a few and it was more than four, which is also more than a few. So never mind the internal and simultaneous contradictions. Second, in no way, shape, or form is any of this actually proactive, as the Harvard letter states. Her actions were taken after the fact of discovery and embarrassment. It might be corrective, it might be responsive or reactive, but it is an assault on the English language to call it proactive. Meanwhile, nobody is speaking of the MIT president. Harvard had the chance to clean its Augean stables here, and nobody consequential would have complained. It would have received props, just as UPenn received. But instead, the powers at Harvard apotheosized President Gay with a poisoned cloak cover-up. As for Dr. Siegel's example of civil rights, he writes, quote, We defeated white supremacy and enshrined identity-blind principles of equality in the 14th Amendment, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, close quote. As William Buckley might put it, well, not exactly. We defeated legal segregation and improved race relations for a while. But I would put it that identity-conscious principles probably are the coin of the realm more so today than at any time since about 1970. I give you as but one example of tens of thousands, Claudine Gay's entire career and survival of the past two weeks. The thing is this, leftism, Marxism, they are hardened and tough ideologies. They stand for things and they have attraction when opposed by no equally hardened competition in the world of advocacy, ideas, or attraction. And we have been hell-bent on attenuating the counterpoise. When hey-hey-ho-ho ho, Western Civ has got to go became successful and then endemic, we smashed a bottle. And it is damned hard to put a genie back into a broken bottle. It is difficult, awfully difficult, to promote and expect attraction to a nullity. America was born in 1619 because slavery and evil, not 1776 because freedom and equality. The West is a systemic effort of immiseration and discrimination. Capitalism is a form of violence. And our country today is systemically racist. That's the world. That's the world professors give us. That's the world high school teachers give us. That's the world elementary and middle school and kindergartners teach us. That is the world the journalistic community teaches. That is the world of corporate America. Young people want to fight for something, to join a cause. They need strong horses. That's why they join gangs or scouts or the military, especially if there is little in the way of family structure or civilizing and powerful adjuncts like church. And, oh, yeah, family formation, marriage, and church attendance happen to be, hmm, at all-time lows as well. You see, there was a massive lab leak in this country, far worse than anything that came out of Wuhan. The notion that the toxic ideas of Marx and Gramsci and Marcuse and Fanon would stay in the ivory towers and not travel with those it infected once they left them was wrong. 
It took about a generation, but that lab leak affected our brains and not our lungs, which is why it was or is more toxic than anything out of Wuhan. The popularity of self-declared socialists in elected government has been with us for a few years now. It was nowhere to be found a decade ago and would have been shocking had someone adumbrated it. So, too, all the pains to Marxists and Marxist thought and everything from the New York Times to the Cartoon Network to Teen Vogue to the halls of Congress and the U.S. Senate and sometimes strong candidates and candidacies for the presidency. Those, quote-unquote, terrible consequences young people are supposed to see, per Dr. Siegel, have been redefined as good things, desiderata. Not terrible, for you see, freedom has been redefined as slavery, just as war has been sanitized as peace or liberation, just as ignorance sure has become strong here. I hope not too strong, but Dr. Siegel is too optimistic. Just now, anyway. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.